I am Nicolas Bornodius, president of Capital Inc., and I would like to welcome you all to today's webinar. Capital Inc. has made a commitment, a long-standing commitment, to promote Greece as a business and investment destination to a global investor and business audience. Uh, in that context, we host every year a major uh, investment forum in New York that has been going on for more than 20 years. And we're now initiating a series of webinars that will be delivered with a regular frequency on critical and interesting topics on the Greek economy, the Greek market, and business and investment opportunities in Greece and the greater region. And we're starting today with uh, a topic, a very interesting topic, the Greek bond market, the domestic Greek bond market. We are honored to have with us uh, senior executives from the four systemic banks that are active in this area, as well as one of the major issuers, Yekterna, and of course an expert moderator from uh, with Mr. Lambadarios. Just to give you a very brief uh, overview of the forum, uh, we will start with a, a discussion among the panelists, and then uh, you have the opportunity to submit your questions live uh, through the uh, Q&A function, and uh, your questions will be addressed after the discussion is over. Uh, and with all this, I would like to thank everybody for joining our uh, webinar today. And uh, I turn it over to Kostandinos to uh, go on with the panel. Okay. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Nicolas. Uh, welcome, everybody. Welcome uh, to all the audience and, of course, our um, uh, stellar panel uh, panelists today. Uh, thank you, Nicolas, and thank you, Olga Bornozzi, for organizing this. Capital Link has always been, uh, for many, many years, supporting... Uh, uh, the Greek investment community organizing very interesting uh, conferences and, and webinars. Uh, congratulations in this effort, Nicolas, and all the best. This is the first webinar uh, to be organized, a series of many, we hope, and uh, very interesting. Uh, during uh, this webinar, we will uh, highlight uh, the significance of the uh, DCM market and the potential impact on the Greek economy. Uh, and on the ability of uh, Greek corporates to uh, raise capital for, uh, for growth. Uh, in recent months, we have seen a highly successful effort by uh, Yekterna for uh, a domestic 500 million euro, uh, 500 million euro bond uh, issued in the domestic market. Uh, this was a great success uh, and uh, highlights uh, what we feel is a new era uh, for the market uh, and uh, it's a consensus of, of the market that uh, uh, this needs to be developed uh, further. Uh, we will try to answer various questions uh, during this one hour we, we, we have with our uh, expert panelists uh, of whether this is a, a new source of funding for uh, the Greek corporates and what are the various options uh, Greek companies have uh, at their disposal to uh, raise capital. Uh, how does uh, the domestic market uh, compare to the international bond market? Uh, it's also an interesting question. Uh, who can tap each market? And uh, how does the domestic uh, bond market fit into the puzzle? Now, uh, we will also touch upon issues such as liquidity, um, exit options, uh, secondary market issues, uh, mini bonds, and the next uh, generation fund. Uh, and what is the future of, of this market in Greece? I, th I think we have the uh, best possible panel uh, here with us. We have the four systemic bands, as Nicolas uh, pointed out in the beginning. And of course, uh, Ms. Lazaridou uh, representing the Ecterna uh, and this very uh, successful effort during the summer. Uh, just to go through quickly uh, on uh, each panelist, because this is uh, quite important to set the scene. We have uh, uh, Penelope Lazaridus. She is the general financial manager and executive board member at uh, Yekterna. Uh, we have with us uh, Ms. Eleni Bretou, uh, executive general manager and chief of corporate and investment banking at the Reus Bank. Uh, Mr. Ioannidis, 
general manager of uh, global markets at Eurobank. Uh, Mr. Vasilis Karamuzis, uh, general manager of corporate and investment banking at the National Bank of Greece. And Mr. Yanni Emiris, uh, general manager of wholesale banking at Alpha Bank. Uh, as Nicola said, we will go through, we have an hour and uh, then we will have a few minutes of a Q&A at the end. Um, and without uh, further delay, I would like to turn to uh, Ms. Lazaridou uh, to uh, discuss a little bit uh, the uh, summer issuance uh, and what are the key uh, characteristics of the group, Ms. Lazaridou, that led to the decision to proceed uh, with uh, the largest bond uh, issuance in the local market uh, of uh, 500 million. Uh, of course, we know Yekterna very, very well. Uh, uh, the group is active in infrastructure, uh, concessions, and renewables. Uh, and this is a success story. So please uh, drive us through and let us know how this uh, went through. And uh, of course, if there's other DCM products that you could use in the future, uh, and uh, uh, your experience thus far. First of all, Kostadina, I would like to thank Nikos, Olga, and you for inviting us, and of course to thank our audience for their active interest in today's very interesting topic. Yektena Group, as you might be aware, has invested more than 2.5 billion over the Greek crisis period mainly in the uh, concessional renewables infrastructure space, being one of the leading business group in Greece with a portfolio of operational assets already producing long-term steady recovery as flows. We have launched our current investment program in the areas of concession and infrastructure with a total value of 3.5 billion um, it's worth noting that this amount, this figure, does not include the group's investment in renewable energy sector and waste management, uh, which will go through Terna Energy and reach an additional $2 billion. On top of this existing book, which includes very well-known uh, projects like Heraklion uh, Airport, Komotimisi GDP Plan, uh, other projects that will have been announced as the sole bidder, like the entertainment and mice complex in Elinico. The state, with the assistance of the EU, is expected to finance at, um, and um, at the same time, I would say, accelerate additional infrastructure projects which have not been progressing as expected or have not reached uh, so far a final tender phase for several years. For example, the Northern Royal Tax of Creta, Salamina Tunnel, very important waste management projects for the country that only be successfully implemented through PPP structure. Large-scale pump storage, energy storage projects, and uh, various other smaller projects based, again, on availability payments. Through the 30 among others, through the 32 billion next generation EU fund. So um, it's the specific features of our investment book, like the large scale of our already signed projects, the long tenor of this project I referred to, the flexible financing strategy needed when we are assessing new projects, that um, in essence, I would say that dictates the financing tool strategies that the group like ours uh, will use. And, and, um, and in that respect, uh, the bond market remains one of the top choices. Uh, of course, it's self-explanatory that other factors also engage in our final financing decision. Uh, for example, some additional key drivers are our strategy to become more extrovert, more open to our existing and potential investment community by offering a range of investment products to both institutional and retail investors. Always our purpose is to enhance the active dialogue, uh, to enhance constant feedback from our valued customers, 
both on the equity and debt fronts. The level also of credit and liquidity spreads in the market, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's another key driver. And in that respect, uh, we have been quite fortunate, I would say, as both of our credit standing and the liquidity of the market were quite positive during uh, the last uh, years. Uh, our intention also to diversify our funding base uh, by tapping markets, uh, channels that are less traditional for a Greek corporate like Yekterna. Uh, always we intend to maintain, to, to, uh, we would like to maintain and um, nourish, I would say, and expand these new funding channels in the years to come. Uh, last, uh, last but not least, I would like to make a note also for regarding our regulatory authorities uh, for the bond market. We usually grab it about them, sometimes accusing them of being bureaucratic and over uh, and over conservative. However, I have to admit that our recent experience was quite the opposite. We saw professional who, while they guarded the gates effectively, as they ought to, and uh, they were very thoughtful, mindful about creating such conditions that uh, would allow the growth, liquidity, a smooth operation of the market. So for these reasons, I acknowledge that during the first wave of COVID-19 outbreak, the input of the Hellenic Capital Market Commission and the Ethics Stock Exchange and the Greek Systemic Banks were critical and valuable. Going forward, we would like to see uh, the local uh, debt capital markets further developing as an alternative funding source for corporate generally. We would be interested uh, for the Hellenic Capital Market Commission along with the Greek Systemic Banks to explore the option of issuing, for example, project-specific bonds or green bonds that could partially fund the capex of uh, a large-scale renewable or concession and infrastructure project as well that can exhibit a high multiplier effect for uh, um, two euros added to our GDP for each one invested regarding infrastructure. And this became, um, uh, for energy project, uh, 3.8 euros added to GDP for each one euro invested. Uh, with, uh, that means significant domestic added value and the potential to boost deployment, domestic consumption, prices of all asset classes. This is in my view, I would say that uh, attract both interest from the Greek retail investor as well uh, from foreign institutional investors. Uh, also, I believe that uh, this would improve the size, the depth, and the liquidity of the market. Uh, based on, uh, on all uh, on the above, we would like uh, to see more initiatives from the authorities to further develop this market. Uh, of course, it does not exclude the option for us and for all to tap the Eurobond market at the right uh, market condition as we have for uh, several years now attracted interest from foreign institutional investors. But nevertheless, as a group based increase, we will contribute uh, uh, and join forces to resolve any issues in order Greece to develop as a regional, so to speak, that capital market. Ah, thank, thank you very, very much, uh, Ms. Lazaridou. <clears throat> this was uh, uh, truly insightful. Thank you so much. I think, Nicolas, what we can keep from, from this is that uh, for, a, uh, for, a, for a next panel, at some point, we can uh, tap into the regulatory issues that Ms. Lazaridou raised, uh, uh, maybe in the near future, another webinar on uh, how this can change and maybe invite somebody from the Hellenic Capital Markets Commission to explain to us a little bit the regulatory background for green, for green bonds or infra bonds and so on, and how this, this, this is a great, uh, another great topic. But uh, what Ms. Lazaridou uh, went through leads me uh, right to another question, and I, I think I would like to, to go to Mr. Karamuzis for this. Um, why 
do you think Vasily, uh, a, a Greek corporate, would prefer the, the, the Greek market uh, than uh, the Eurobond market? Because this is a question that comes up in conversations. Uh, Ms. Lazarito also alluded to maybe in the future they will tap into uh, an international market, but um, the, the, the Greek market has something to offer. Well, what do you think? Why, why would that uh, be good for a Greek corporate? Uh, thank you for your question. Thank you, Nicola, and thank you, Olga Bornozzi, for the kind invitation, and hello to the audience. I think, uh, before going into details, why one or the other, it is very important for our audience to understand the history of how this market was developed and why we are where we are here, where we are today. Prior to the Greek crisis, the Greek corporate market was heavily uh, dependent on Greek, on Greek bank debt financing, almost 100%. Uh, when the crisis broke out, uh, the banking system obviously took a hit and to some extent could not play the role it used to play. Many of our big Greek corporates, the, the, in terms of size and quality, uh, still had uh, plans, investment plans and capital plans, and also wanted, were looking to find a diversification away from the Greek banking system, and started looking at that point at the Eurobond market. We're talking about 2011. They were extremely successful in this effort. Now, what we learned from this effort was the following, was that while they were going to the international market, there was, a, a, and they were also very timely, because at that point there was a booming high yield market that was growing extensively on an annual every year. Now, at that point, what we saw was very interesting. When these corporates came to the market, there was a, a very strong demand from abroad, but there was also very strong demand from the Greek community, retail, and institutional. What was interesting was the dynamic formed in terms of how these were priced. Obviously, yields demanded by foreigners were much higher. The yields demanded by the Greek demand that knew these corporates was much lower. This led to issues that, while one could say were, were expensive for the corporates as first-time issuers in the, the foreign market, they were much cheaper for them than what they could be without this demand. Following this, Greece has capital controls, and in 2016, we were lucky to have the, the, the launch of the local uh, bond market by the Athens uh, Stock Exchange and the Capital Commission. Uh, this was an amazing opportunity because, because of capital uh, controls, there was no way for the Greek community to now invest in Eurobonds. So any new issuers that wanted to go to the market could go, but would pay a very high yield because they would only depend, depend on foreign demand. And this is where the local market came in. Now, the local market, the way it was design, designed initially, was designed primarily for, I would say, smaller corporates, for tickets between 10 and, let's say, 40, 50 million was the ambition. And the idea was to mobilize deposits that were in low-yielding uh, deposit accounts and get them and, get, and put them to work to support local corporates. The bigger corporates at the time saw this as an opportunity, rightfully so, and tried to use this mechanism to raise debt. That means we saw a string of issues from 2016, taking us all the way up to the Yekterna issue, which uh, we can all agree was a landmark transaction in terms of size. Nobody, ever, no, I think none of us ever thought two years ago that this was possible to do a half a, year, half a billion transaction out of the local market. Now, uh, why would one go one way or the other? Obviously, when you go to the local market, even today, the local investors know these names very, very well. You have uh, the retail that have uh, great recognition of these companies. The local institutional investors know these names because most of the time they have already invested in their equity. So they have analyzed their balance sheets. They know the management very well. So they, tr they, trust, the, they, trust, this, they, they trust the management and its ability to develop, to, 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 uh, to follow up on their strategy. Now, 
what are so one big issue and reason why Greek corporate would go down the local market, local bond market, is obviously the yields they can achieve, which are lower than the euro bond market, especially for a new time issue. What well, the other thing is other issue costs. Obviously, there is a legal cost, rating agency cost that you have to pay up uh, for for euro bond are much much higher compared to the local market. So, in a nutshell, I would say that corporates that are issuing for the first for the first time, the way things are today, if you're just looking at cost, they would go to the local market just because it's cheaper. Eurobond issuers, Greek corporates that have already issued the Eurobond market, but we have seen that they can now borrow because they too now have a very well-defined and well-defined well investor base that knows them and they have recognition too. So they can borrow very cheaply from the Eurobond market too. So I would say the local market serves as a nice first step for a corporate to dip their toes in the debt capital markets. And I feel that uh, if you look at what has been achieved the last couple of years, there is much more room for them to do more. Thank you, Vasily. Thank you very much. Uh, I think it was uh, a very good highlight of uh, how things can work. Uh, and at this point, we are, are always looking at the local market uh, in a way which is growth. It's new. Uh, there was a landmark transaction we all talked about. And we want uh, investors to start looking uh, at Greece as a growth uh, and as an opportunity. Uh, so moving to Eleni Vretou and uh, just uh, discussing on the same line of thought. Uh, Eleni, do you think the Greek bond market is uh, sufficient to cover the financing needs of uh, Greek corporates? Is it... Uh, uh, enough, if you like, uh, in terms of depth uh, to, to cover what is needed and uh, do Greek corporates have other funding options in the capital markets? So what, what's your view in how this works? Thank you, Constantina, for the question and also my thanks to Capital Link and uh, Nicolas and Olga for the invitation and organizing the panel. Um, I think um, as is with every other uh, tool out there, uh, the Greek bond market is nothing more than a funding option. So basically you have access to that, you have access to the traditional commercial bank lending. Uh, you could possibly have access to the Eurobond debt markets or to private placements or anything like that. But you also have potential access to the equity capital markets, uh, which is not raising debt, it's raising equity. And I think that you know, the advice that we generally like to give as banks, as lenders, is that you know, if you wish to have the optimal capital structure and finance your future investment plans, you cannot just rely on debt. Uh, you also have to have the proper mix of equity uh, so that like, you know, you're able to like, you know, optimize your returns and like, you know, to limit your, like, you know, basically to, to improve your cash flows as well. What is interesting is that we have seen that the equity capital markets in Greece have been very attractive, extremely attractive prior to the Greek crisis, as was expected. Uh, so up to 2007, we have seen even flagship companies of today having been listed in the Athens Stock Exchange, uh, like Terna Energy, for example, or Aegean, or like Nino, um, a number of others like Nino that come to memory. However, we have seen that the activity has significantly subdued uh, in the years of the Greek crisis from 2008 until 2019. Whilst activity has remained low, we still have seen some transactions go through. What is interesting is that in the pre-COVID era, we've seen that this market has started like warming up again. So in 2019, in December, we had the very successful rights issue of uh, Lambda development. Uh, which raised, like, you know, again, a record amount of 650 million for a Greek corporate uh, in order to finance its needs, like, you know, including the Lincoln like, you know, project, a flagship project, but also like, you know, other capital uh, purposes. So it seems that there is appetite out there, there's possible appetite. Uh, clearly, this has to be tested again in the post-COVID era, but we think that there is a stream, there is a big pool of candidates for the equity capital markets, particularly the, the larger MMEs that grow in size, that they cannot just rely on debt and they cannot just rely on commercial like you know, bank lending. 
and some equity would help me diversify away and improve the capital sources. What I would also like to highlight is that, as Vasilis mentioned, it seems that now we're driven into two different markets. So the Eurobond bond market seems to be addressed mostly to foreign institutional investors in terms of audience of appetite, uh, while the Greek bond market, at, at, still, at least until now, uh, is mostly tuned and attractive to the Greek retail audience. And th there are a number of reasons, as Vasilis mentioned, but also like now, there are regulatory reasons for that, you know, because of MIFID rules, like meaning you cannot mix retail with institutional that easily, et cetera, et cetera. So I think what is quite important is that the equity capital markets, and particularly I think the attractiveness and the improvement in the regulatory framework in Greece allows a company to attract both foreign and Greek capital at the same time. So, you know, what we have seen in the recent, like, you know, uh, share capital uh, increase of Lambda is that it was a good mix between Greek, uh, domestic, foreign institutional investors into participating to that. And that can also, like, you know, become a sign that can help, for instance, evolve, like, you know, a company that has issued first in the equity capital markets and has access to foreign capital could possibly allow that to increase the maturity and the attractiveness of the bond market to foreign institutional investors gradually. Thank you very much, uh, Eleni. Uh, two things I, I think, uh, Nicolas, again, we hear somebody speaking about the regulatory issues. So again, a good topic to combine for our next webinar. And of course, uh, a good piece of advice uh, uh, from uh, Ms. Bretou about uh, always looking at your structuring because uh, it's really important uh, to combine uh, uh, debt uh, and equity and have the right structuring advice uh, always in place. Um, now uh, we can touch upon uh, another very interesting uh, topic, uh, which is uh, mini bonds. And I would like to turn to uh, Tassos Ioannidis uh, from, uh, from uh, Eurobank. Uh, and going through, um, looking at the mini bonds and the mini bond market, uh, one can say that uh, in the past four years, we have had uh, uh, 11 very successful mini bond issues uh, for a total size of more than uh, 2 billion. Uh, and even though the, participa the participation in each issue was very broad uh, with thousands of investors participating, uh, what was still evident uh, was the lack of uh, the secondary market liquidity, as we say, which uh, we all know is really important. Uh, secondary market and liquidity issues, exit issues are uh, super important for investors. Um, so, uh, Mr. Ioannidis, what are the reasons and what would have to change so as to make the market more active and provide the necessary liquidity, uh, you think? Can you tell us a little bit about this? Yeah, sure. Uh, let me also thank you from my side for the uh, invitation to, to have this very interesting discussion. I would say that um, to a very large extent, this market still shows signs of immaturity. It is not a mature market. It is a, a market that just has started and it's trying to find its way basically towards the investor base. To that extent, as you said, in the past three or four years, um, this market has or was in a position basically to place very interesting transactions with the investor base here in Greece. And the size was a little bit more than 2 billion. Uh, one would agree that basically the transaction, the Terna transaction cannot be considered a mini bond. It is not a mini bond. It is a very large transaction. It's almost a quarter of the total issuance that we had in the past few years. So from that respect, it really um, stands out as a transaction that was a benchmark for everything else that will follow. But um, uh, one thing that is very evident, as you said, is that although the primary market was in a position to place these trans transactions with the investor base, the secondary market still doesn't show signs of picking up or showing signs that uh, people understand it as a secondary opportunity basically to invest in this market or as an opportunity basically to divest from this market. So um, one major problem is that um, size matters, size and frequency of issuance matters in these sort of markets. And that means that out of these 11 transactions that we had up until now, 
uh, only three were over 250 million in size. And that means that from, international, from an international point of view, uh, these are medium-sized transactions, but everything else that came out in 2018 or 2019 was below 200 million. So they are considered to be very low in size, very small in size, and thus they are not expected to be very liquid in the secondary market. We can see that with the volume that is traded in the, Atlantic, in the Athens Stock Exchange, whereby up until now, most of the tra transactions do not trade more than 1% of total size within a month. So we are talking about transactions that are a few tens of thousands a day, which means that from an investor, from an institutional investor point of view, this is a very illiquid market. And that creates other sorts of problems. Up until now, if one looks at the distribution of the investor base that we had, it is more than 70% that is placed with private individuals here in Greece. Most of these individuals usually look at these markets as buy and hold, which means that they don't have any sort of intention to get rid of or sell these bonds at some point during the life of them. So that means that a, a significant proportion of the outstanding balance of these bonds will most probably never see the light of the Athens Stock Exchange. And they will just stay with the original portfolios where they were put in and that's it. So uh, as long as we do not have secondary liquidity, most probably we will not be in a position to attract significant amounts of interest from abroad. And that's another problem because for the time being in a very low interest rate environment, uh, I would say that there's quite a lot of hunger out there in the market from Greek depositors who are trying to find yield. In the past few years, especially during the crisis, this yield was provided by the banks in the simplest form of a deposit. And back in 2012 to 2013, a simple deposit could yield more than 5%. So there was no reason for any sort of deposit basically to look elsewhere he could find the necessary yield that he needed through a simple deposit. Nowadays, with deposit rates going down to zero, I would say that quite a lot of these hungry investors are looking for alternatives. And these alternatives, one of these alternatives is basically this market that we're talking about. And up until now, all the demands from the issuance side was basically covered from the demand on the other side for yield but eventually there will be some sort of an equilibrium. And at that point in time, most probably we will be looking for other sources of uh, available liquidity to be placed with these sort of instruments. And at that point in time, most probably the alternative will be money from abroad. But this money from abroad to be attracted in this market needs to see liquidity. And that's a fundamental problem that we, we have to solve at some point in time. So um, we need to have a market that sees more than a couple of transactions per annum. So it cannot be two or three transactions, which was a norm up until now, and uh, have uh, the investor base abroad just looking at these transactions only once every quarter, once every you know, semester. So they need to have more frequency. They need to have bigger transactions. They need to see market liquidity to be able basically to have an incentive to participate in this market. So um, uh, I would say one of the other problems is that basically up until now, we had no arranger from abroad participating in this. So if you look at all the transactions that we have seen up until now, all of them were arranged by the four Greek systemic banks with the addition of a couple of uh, equity firms. So that means that from a foreign investor, there's not a lot of, uh, security in, uh, in, in, uh, in getting into this market because no foreign bank is uh, involved in it and this is a credential that we definitely need to have. Um, it raises questions about the fairness of the pricing at some point in time because uh, obviously having 70% private individuals, this pricing discovery mechanism that is quite obvious in the Eurobond market is not evident here. And uh, this is not necessarily convincing for any foreign investor. Um, domestic banks are very skeptical about foreign investor participation on the other hand, simply because 
any foreign investor and its categorization is assumed by the General Capital Markets Committee as being 100% a risk undertaken by the Greek arrangers, which cannot necessarily be so. So if a foreign bank says that this individual is a private individual investor, we have to accept it at, you know, at face value. We cannot basically judge whether the, uh, any foreign bank that has a client that wants to participate in this is what it is, it, what, it's, what it says it is. So uh, th this is a risk that Greek banks are not necessarily willing to undertake. Now, the, uh, another problem is that having a- uh, that's also, uh, just to keep a mind on the, on the clock, please. Yes, I'll, I'll Thank you. keep Thank you. So uh, another problem is that having the Capital Markets Commission saying that 70% of any sort of issuance has to be placed with uh, private individuals also creates problems later in the secondary market, because as I said, these usually are buy and hold uh, investors. So uh, I, I, say, I, I would say the fact that whenever we have this sort of an issue and there's no commitment, at least from the arrangers, to have some sort of market-making uh, market, market commitment also creates problems that you know, we would have to discuss at some point in time and at least have it as a gentleman's agreement that the arrangers will also undertake this sort of a role in the market. So I think that's more or less my view. Thank you very much. Thank you, Tassos, and apologies for uh, uh, cutting through there. I'm just uh, mindful of the time. Uh, I think three key uh, issues to, to keep from what uh, Tassos explained is size, uh, frequency, and uh, arrangers uh, having uh, uh, some uh, market-making commitment. And, and thank you, Tassos, for that. Uh, I would like to go to uh, Yanni Miris, uh, please. Uh, what is really interesting uh, uh, is this uh, next generation fund, as we call it. And I would really like to hear more on that and uh, whether this could be a possible financing tool. Uh, it, it's really crucial. And if you can spend 10, 20 seconds explaining to us a little bit what this next gen fund is uh, for uh, maybe some of the audience uh, participating from the US, uh, maybe they uh, no, are not necessarily familiar, familiar with what exactly this is. But this is a very interesting uh, uh, possibility. Uh, if you can walk us through this, please, Jan. Uh, thank you, Constantine, and uh, thank you, Capital Link, uh, Olga, and Nikos, for that. And uh, I'm very honored to participate with this audience and uh, uh, this panel uh, today. Uh, I'll be very succinct uh, for, uh, in the interest of time because I think it, it lapses fast. Uh, the Next Generation Fund, as you uh, might know, uh, or is it called uh, the, the Recovery and Resilience Mechanism that is instituted by uh, the European Union, is a common project uh, whereby it is going to um, uh, grant uh, and lend um, funds to Greece in the order of 32 billion in order to accelerate uh, the development of the economy, recover from uh, COVID-19, from the COVID-19 crisis, uh, also accelerate uh, the green transition and the digital transition uh, in the market and also create a marketplace that is more fair and uh, uh, incorporates uh, better principles of equality uh, of social justice and uh, uh, in general the ESG principles. Uh, this is going to run for the next at least five years and it is uh, going to be concurrent, it's going to be supplemented uh, by ESPA funds that are in the order of 40 billion uh, approximately. Uh, so all in all uh, the country is going to have an arsenal of uh, close to uh, 70 billion in the next few years in order to um, carry out a series of investments, uh, not only public sector investments, but also private sector investments as well. Now, I think that we all understand that this is going to create a huge capital call, not only uh, on the part of the uh, Greek corporates, but also on the, uh, on the part of the, uh, the Greek uh, public sector as well, in order to be able to consume uh, those deals uh, in the time uh, and in the framework that is uh, provided for in, uh, uh, in, in the fund. So 
this is going to be a capital call that needs to be uh, addressed to uh, using all the instruments of the capital ladder. Obviously, once to one would need to have equity, would need to have debt, and would need to have other types of instruments, such as funds that are supplemented by the fund itself, uh, and also by uh, other capital providers, such as the EBRD, uh, IFIs in general, EBRD, uh, EIB, uh, and, and so on. Uh, now, uh, as I noted uh, initially, the, uh, the purpose of the fund is to, to, accel to accelerate, amongst others, uh, the green transition. So it is, a, uh, it is a project or a series of projects that uh, uh, are currently in vogue, uh, I would say, for the, in, in the markets. Uh, since the markets currently uh, show a preference uh, for, for, for green bonds. And uh, at this uh, juncture, let me uh, also state that uh, for you that you have noted uh, that in the previous week, that Germany uh, issued a, a green bond in the order of uh, 6.5 billion euros. It was a 10-year uh, bond. Uh, and uh, this was hugely oversubscribed. They uh, attracted uh, offers of uh, 33 billion euros. And uh, it is a series of, uh, of bonds that they intend to issue in the next few years. So similar things we uh, expect that are going to, to, to happen in Greece and are going to happen uh, for the Greek corporates. Um, uh, these funds that are going to be uh, that are going to be needed from the Greek corporates are going to be uh, needed for equity injection in the various projects, and also uh, for project financing of these initiatives that are going to be uh, carried out. Uh, uh, equity uh, calls uh, can be covered both from the equity capital markets, they also can be covered from the uh, debt capital markets. So I would expect that in the next few years, we are going to see uh, an increased issuance on the part of the Greek corporates in order to, to cover the needs of, uh, of these projects. Uh, as far as project financing, uh, let me clarify that uh, projects themselves, uh, like for instance, the uh, the building of a of a big uh, energy park uh, are usually financed by equity and by uh, project debt. Now, project debt itself can also be uh, uh, covered by project bonds, by uh, special bonds that uh, are used to to, to finance uh, these project financings. Uh, with the only exception that uh, these project bonds usually do not cover the uh, construction period. This is covered by funds that are provided by the banks. But once uh, the construction period lapses, these projects usually uh, are eligible for project for, for bond financings as well. So we are going to see, I believe, in the next few years, as the markets mature, an increased issuance uh, uh, for uh, in terms of bonds in order to in, order, uh, in the form of project bonds in order to, uh, to, to finance the uh, uh, investment period of these, uh, of these projects. Um, uh, that's uh, more or less what uh, I would expect uh, Costantine uh, in the ge next generation. Thank you very much, Yanni, uh, for this. Uh, this is a really useful tool. And, and, and thank you for the explanation. Uh, we will uh, see this uh, in the coming months uh, coming into play for sure. Uh, Nicolas, uh, I, I think that you uh, uh, may have a question or a comment to make and we will be glad uh, to, 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 to hear. I have to say this has been a particularly interesting and insightful discussion and I would like to thank you all for contributing your insight and expertise. From what I have heard so far, and I would like to combine the points of view of everybody, what I take away uh, is the fact that this is a new market, uh, the domestic uh, bond market, and uh, I think this new market provides uh, 
a new funding opportunity for Greek corporates. And uh, I will take uh, Penelope's point of view. I think the development of the domestic bond market can help the overall development of the Hellenic capital markets. And Eleni described to us again, the equity options, the bank finance options for some of capital markets. Uh, but the bottom line is the way I look at it. Greek corporates now have a new opportunity to finance their growth. Uh, my understanding is that the Greek corporates who have been able to tap the Eurobond markets are companies of a larger size. Whereas in the domestic market, you open up the range and you give the opportunity to a lot more companies, uh, medium and smaller companies to raise capital. So in that uh, context, what I think is that uh, having this new source of capital for Greek corporates allows them to develop their business. When they develop their business, the overall economy moves forward. So even though foreign investors today may not be able yet to participate for liquidity reasons and so on, what I take away is that this is a new market and the significance of this market for the development of the economy and the corporates. Uh, thank you, Nicola, for this. Uh, uh, this is a key takeaway, as exactly described by Nicolas. And uh, this leads us to uh, maybe go again to ask uh, Ms. Lazaridou uh, her, uh, uh, as the issuer on, on the panel and uh, uh, asking again, what were the reasons uh, for uh, Yekterna, which is a very diversified group, uh, as we all know, uh, to choose the debt capital markets uh, for this venture? Uh, instead of other forms of funding. And uh, this is a very, I, I think, insightful uh, point in the discussion uh, from Nicolas to connect what we have been discussing with the effort of, of Yekterna and this new opportunity uh, for, for funding. Uh, Penelope? Thank you, Costantina, for the question. Uh, there is a number of reasons that led to this decision, the main ones which uh, we covered previously and uh, were discussed by the other panelists as well. I would like also to add that the local uh, DCM market has been gradually growing in size over the past few years. Um, bond uh, issuance uh, a few years back were of a much um, uh, as um, Vasilis uh, mentioned, uh, lower size, where recently Yektena managed to proceed with this, uh, the largest uh, ever transaction in the local market, a land marketion to 500. Uh, so we have thus a market that is growing. Companies like our company with healthy fundamentals and specialized teams in the Hellenic Capital Market Commission and the Greek systemic banks that bring in and expect it to bring in the future experience in this type of products and, and markets. And uh, this market characteristics one was one of the reasons that led us to decide to tap the local debt capital market, hoping also that the liquidity the size and depth of the market uh, will uh, further improve in the near future. Uh, in addition to the market characteristics, uh, I would say that an equally important factor in, in, in our decision, this decision was the fact uh, that Yektena has a market leading position in sectors that significant uh, uh, opportunities will arise in the next years as EU funds, uh, we shouldn't forget uh, that uh, need to be absorbed with a very short time frame. Um, finally, um, and as already discussed, the specific features uh, of our investment book, uh, as well as our intention to diversify our funding base uh, played a key role in terms of the latter and uh, as we've been growing uh, steadily uh, over the past few years, 
Currently, our asset uh, base on a group level exceeds 4.3 billion, and it's critical to be able to tap uh, supplementary uh, funding sources as well. Thank you. Um, Thank you, Bobby. Thank you. Uh, just to be mindful of our time, uh, and we have a, a number of interesting uh, questions uh, coming up uh, from the audience as well, and also uh, some of the some questions which uh, uh, come up uh, while our esteemed panelists are are, are, are discussing. Now, uh, coming back to Vasily, uh, Vasily, uh, is there room for growth? And uh, what are the potential uh, other sectors or other issues you see out there? Uh, this is an important question, I think, uh, for the audience to, to understand uh, where the next one can come in. What do you think? Uh, for sure, I believe there is room for growth. I believe even as things are now, there is room to grow within the Greek, uh, using the local Greek investor base. Although I fully subscribe what Tasos uh, mentioned, and I hope that one day we will be able to have foreign investors, because that means we will be able to grow much more. Having said that, every year we say we did this much, it's a bigger number, and then the next following year we do more. So, you know, as the numbers are growing, uh, the arrangers, the banks are becoming more ambitious and going to the companies that uh, could potentially go to the global market and uh, trying to do transactions locally. Now, uh, who could issue? Uh, I don't see any restrictions to tell you the truth. You know, a good company is a good company. If they can uh, get bank debt, hopefully they can get bond debt. But to be more specific, I think there are some obvious ones. Renew anything that has to do with renewables. As I, I know if, 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 for those of you that are not familiar, these renewables are based on 20-year PPAs which in Greece in the past have been heavily subsidized. So the cash flows are very strong, very specific. I could very much see already Terna Energy, which is funny enough, is a subsidiary of Yek Terna, has been an active issuer. So very much so, I believe that renewables, we should and should be able to see much more. If you look at the investment going in that direction over the next three to four years, there's at least five billion of projects that have that have been uh, fully licensed that uh, we could uh, be looking to use the bond market for. And the overall investment over the next uh, 10 years is close to 9 billion euros. Real estate investment companies. Again, we have a series of uh, real estate uh, investment companies that uh, many of them have a very good, uh, a very good uh, asset, uh, asset base that generates uh, good cash flows from very good uh, leases. So this is another investor base that we haven't seen yet. Uh, in the, we've seen Lambda, uh, which is obviously property related, uh, but I would, would think we could see much more from that sector. And just another two sectors I would like to touch upon, pharmaceutical companies. There is amazing expertise in, in Greece in terms of pharmaceuticals. They have amazingly strong financials, profitability, cash flow. They have very low leverage. We are an innovation hub with significant investment coming in the next years. So that is a sector that definitely we should keep our eye, we should keep our eye on. And last but not least, it's maybe not timely now given COVID, but we have an amazing uh, tourism. Uh, we have amazing tourism. We have a sector there that is big in terms of uh, contribution to GDP which an investor, unless up to now, unless they actually buy a hotel or invest in a hotel, they have no way of taking exposure to the sector. And who better than the Greek investors first, and then hopefully the foreigners too, that come here as clients, as uh, tourists. So there are many sectors, the numbers can be significant, and we will work very strongly as a Greek banking system to help these companies move in that direction. Uh, thank you, Vasily. Thank you very much for this. Very useful indeed. Yanni, uh, would you like to add something here? Because I understand. Yeah, uh, uh, just uh, j just one uh, one point. Uh, apart from the very correct uh, suggestions of Vasily, uh, I would like to add that uh, one sector in general uh, that could be uh, a potential issuer is is 
any type of company that belongs to a regulated sector. I mean, uh, in Greece, we have a strong and, uh, and well-tested regulatory framework in, in various sectors, such as electricity transmission, uh, gas uh, distribution, uh, gas transmission as well. Uh, so, uh, and other sectors as well, uh, in transportation, uh, uh, obviously. So, uh, I believe that these sectors, if you exclude the construction period that I alluded to in my previous uh, position, uh, that is, uh, you know, a, a, a period that uh, entails certain risks, if you uh, so exclude this period, these sectors are, are obviously uh, good potential candidates in order to uh, issue bonds that could be attractive both to the Greek clientele, but also to international clientele as well, uh, I believe. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Yanni. Uh, I'd like to move on a Q&A, which we received uh, from the audience. And I think it's a, it's a, it's a great question on uh, ESG principles and uh, environmental, social and governance principles. Uh, I really truly believe that <laughs> Vireus Bank and the team led by Eleni Vretou uh, there uh, is uh, very active on this and a pioneer, I would say, in the Greek market. And uh, I saw the question and uh, I thought that uh, it would be uh, perfect for Eleni to, to, to dive into this. Eleni? Thank you, Constantina. And indeed, Piraeus Bank has been a pioneer in the ESG space, having been one of the initial signatories of the United Nations Principles of Responsible Banking. But what might be many people ignore is that we've also been a pioneer in introducing the first green corporate Greek bond in the Greek market. So it was the issue done last summer in July 2019 by Terna Energy, which has received the green bond certification. And it shows that there has been significant investor appetite and interest to subscribe to such an issue. Uh, not just for the reasons of cash flow, I think, but also because we see that you know, investors do show uh, an increased social awareness uh, and responsibility to subscribe, like you know, to like you know, things that have to do with climate change, etc. Um, that bond, like you know, interestingly enough and not surprisingly, was one with the highest ever uh, oversubscriptions, with a record oversubscription at the time and a record yield at the time, one of the lowest ever. Now, what we also see is that, as Vasilis mentioned, is that there are several sectors that indeed, like you know, have the characteristics that you know can be eligible. Like you know, for like you know, the green bonds, which is an extremely attractive market, like that grows uh, currently outside Greece. We see the potential in Greece as well. I think the challenge is not the use of funds or the purpose of funds, because we see a lot of like you know, prospective purposes as like you know, and outside the renewables, outside the green climate change. Uh, however, it's sometimes it's convincing the issues that they need to. Uh, change their mindset like, you know, and tap that market as well and have the green certification. Um, as a sign of maturity of Greece, of the green uh, Greek corporate bonds, we think that we're going to see more of these. Uh, what we also think as, as a bank is that we also need to move uh, not just like a focus on the E of the ESG, so not just the environment part, but also like you know, look at potential issues that like you know, cover the S and the G part, so governance. So one of the things that may not fit very well in this agenda is that how can we, uh, together with the regulatory authorities, with the Hellenic Capital Markets Committee and the exchange, can help like, you know, smaller companies improve their governance, the social responsibility standards, uh, with better transparency, uh, better management like, you know, and reporting, and as such, become eligible, uh, even though they're not right now, to hit like, you know, the, the Greek corporate markets. So definitely an area for us like now that is we're going to see more of this on this space uh, and we're going to see I think, a gradual evolution similar to what we see outside Greece. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Eleni, very much. Uh, very interesting uh, topic indeed. Uh, I think uh, Mr. Karamuzis has another uh, uh, appointment or uh, you need, uh, you have another engagement. So Vasily, please feel free as we're approaching six o'clock to drop off. Uh, just alerting everybody. Uh, if you want to say something, Vasily, please. Thank you. Thank you very much for this very interesting discussion, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for participating, Vasily. Uh, we will continue for a few minutes uh, as we have a few questions, if that's okay with uh, everyone. Um, 
we we have a, we have a question on negative interest rates, uh, which I think uh, we could discuss with uh, uh, Tassos, if that's okay with you. Uh, in an environment of, I understand, uh, very low interest rates and deposits uh, and deposit rates, which are close to zero, uh, how can the Greek bond market uh, provide alternative investment returns and how can uh, uh, this uh, come uh, interplay? Um, uh, Tassos, you want to talk a little bit about, uh, about this? Yeah, sure. Um, in, in the environment that we are currently living in, obviously uh, people are hungry for yields and that has been quite obvious in the past few months where any sort of yeah, positive return is well accepted from uh, most of the investor base here in Greece. It's both institutional investors and real money investors that are looking or going after it. So there are not a lot of opportunities out there, especially abroad. So having positive yields here in Greece for assets that can be understood or recognized is obviously a positive thing. So most Greek investors uh, are looking for this sort of opportunity simply because they do know the companies, they do understand more or less what they are, the environment they are operating in, and they have faith in, the, uh, in, in this corporate simply because after 10 years of uh, you know, quite severe recession, they have survived the crisis, which means that obviously they're doing something right. So from that point of view, it looks like a good opportunity basically to get something more than zero. I, I, I believe that you know, for the next few years, this is an environment that we still have to live in. I don't see how rates will start going higher in the next few, you know, couple of two or three years, four years. So that means that the, uh, the investor base will have to look into these sort of transactions much more seriously and accept them as an, uh, as an opportunity. The problem is that for, for institutional investors, there are constraints that need to be taken into account. And uh, that means that uh, you know, mutual funds, for example, here in Greece, cannot invest heavily in this market simply because the liquidity is not there. And they have to justify uh, these sort of investments on the base of liquidity provided through the exchange. And as long as the, this is not there, the alternative is basically either to go into the Eurobond market and invest or not invest at all in Greek assets. Um, but uh, for real money investors in Greece, obviously this is one of the best alternatives they can find. Mute. Sorry, I was in mute, <laughs> as it happens sometimes. Uh, we're approaching the end of the session, uh, and I would like to go back to Yanni and me for one last question, and then we can wrap up. Uh, Yanni, how do you think uh, uh, we can improve the international institutional investor access uh, to the local bond market? Uh, a few words from you on this, uh, which is important for the audience, and we can wrap up with that. Thank you, everybody. Okay. Uh, there may be certain technical issues, apart from the ones that uh, rightfully so uh, Tassos uh, mentioned before. Uh, uh, but, uh, but apart from those, uh, first of all, let me say that uh, as the market is new, uh, we are getting through this maturity phase and there has been a number of uh, complexities that have been dealt with uh, in, the, in the very near past. Like for instance, uh, certain tax inefficiencies that uh, existed in the market that uh, when you had to buy a, a bond uh, between the coupon days, you had to pay the tax that uh, corresponded to the previous owner as well. So this is uh, uh, already rectified. But if um, you, we want to improve the institutional uh, investor base in the bonds, especially the international institutional investor base uh, that is going to be very beneficial both in the primary, in terms of primary market, but also in terms of secondary and liquidity. I think that uh, what the uh, stock exchange needs to consider is how it, uh, uh, it will connect uh, with international settlement houses such as Euroclear and Sedel, because as you know, uh, trading in these bonds is usually 
OTC is uh, over the counter, is done dealer to dealer or uh, dealing room to dealing room, and uh, they need to uh, to trade uh, without going into the modalities of uh, of a local stock exchange and uh, local settlement procedures. Uh, in in general, trade in uh, in operational terms that are lighter. Uh, I think that this is going to, uh, as I said. Uh, provide the opportunity to international investors that cannot deal uh, through uh, local settlement agents to, uh, to participate in, uh, in the market, is going to open up the, uh, the opportunity for uh, market makers to also uh, better support the, uh, the offerings and improve the, uh, the liquidity, uh, is going to also provide to uh, to the Greek issuers uh, access to potentially Greek money that resides currently in uh, international uh, private banks or uh, in uh, other security houses that currently cannot trade in, uh, with the current trading characteristics. So I think that's, uh, for me, if, if I could uh, define a, an immediate step, I'm, I'm pretty sure that the, uh, the stock exchange uh, looks into that. I think that this is the, uh, you know, the a very uh, significant step. Uh, long term, if I could make a suggestion, I think that the country uh, needs to to embark into uh, initiatives in order to uh, increase the potential of its institutional investor base. And in order to do that, we need to. Um, uh, I believe, um, uh, create the second and the third pillar of uh, social security. Uh, this is going to, to provide access of, of institutional, Greek institutional investors to, the, to this money and is going to greatly improve our market, both in terms of uh, debt capital uh, uh, provision, uh, but also equity capital provision. I don't want to dwell any more on that uh, because it's a large topic, but uh, I think it encapsulates my thinking. Thank you. Thank you, Yanni. Uh, thank you, everyone. Uh, thank you, a wonderful audience, uh, anywhere you are, worldwide and in Greece. Uh, thank you, Yanni Emilis, Eleni Bretou, Tassos Ioannidis, Pinello Pilazaridou, and of course, Nicola Bornozis from New York. Thank you very much and hope to see you all soon. Thank you very Thank much you. to all of you. It's been really terrific. Uh, Constantina, I take your suggestion about um, doing a webinar on the regulatory aspects. Uh, we have three more lined up. Uh, the next one is on Lambda development, uh, a transformational investment in the Linicon project, as you know. Then we have another major um, topic, the new bankruptcy code. Uh, that has been one of the major concerns of foreign and domestic investors. Uh, and then we have another uh, webinar on the Greece Investor Attractiveness Survey by EY. And I think we're talking with uh, Penelope about doing something for Yekkan as well. So there's a great pipeline. Thank you for kicking off this uh, new initiative. And uh, I appreciate uh, having you with us. And we had a great uh, webinar and lots of questions. So thank you again. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. -bye. Thank you. Bye, -bye. Thank you. Bye, -bye.